I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Um, I'm super excited to have you on the call today in the podcast. You're listening to us on Spotify, iHeart, possibly my Facebook Live, YouTube. Either way, you're going to really in for a treat right now because I'm extremely excited to have one of my dearest friends and associates on the call. James, are you here? I am here. Thank you so much for inviting me today, Heather, and I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also, I'm going to explain to you who James Miller is. James Miller is a licensed psychotherapist and the executive producer and host of the national radio show, James Miller Lifeology. And James globally helps individuals reach their highest potential by helping them simplify their spirit, mind, and body. Yay! Wow, that sounds real. I'm like, is that me? I do that same I thing. Know, like, I know, right? Who are they talking about? That person is like, I know, oh, cool. <laughs> I love so it. We talk about something really perfect today. When mm-hmm. you texted me this morning, you said, I have, I have an idea on what we're going to talk about. I was just like, how did he read my mind? <laughs> we're in sync. We always are. We're always in sync. We're always in sync. Even though yeah. you're in Florida and I'm over here in freezing Texas, we're still in yes. sync. So let's talk about it. And I'm going to sh- share with you, listen up people. This is really important because it's so, it was just perfect for me. The struggles of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Nouns. They're real. Mm-hmm. It's so real. And people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to talk about the failures. They don't want to talk about it. They only want to hear the success stories. Yes. You know, and I, as you as a psychotherapist and an entrepreneur yourself, Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of open the floor to what you wanted to just talk about, but it's really important to me because I mean, the last couple of days for me personally have just been, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say hard, but just not perfect. You know, a lot of work and overwhelm and there's just so much to do. Um, I just kind of wanted you to speak to that and and your psychology background. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because as an entrepreneur myself, um, 
we always have this idea of what an entrepreneur is. You know, obviously an entrepreneur is someone who, who strikes out on their own and they create their own business. But many of us don't really have the understanding of the work that goes along with it. And that's, that's, an, that's a given. But the reality is, is when we think, oh, I want to work for myself, we don't realize you work for yourself so much more than you would should you do like a nine to five job. Um, the investment, you know, I'm sure for you, for me, I could be up until two or three in the morning working and then I have a call at 8 a.m. the next day and we're just going and going and going. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted, but we're in front of the camera, we're in front of the radio, we're the mic, we're doing all these things, but we do it. And just like everybody else, they do it. The problem is though, is many people don't realize that there are different, I guess, what's the foundation for entrepreneurship? For me, when I struck out to do uh, Lifeology, I, my goal was I wanted to do whatever I was going to do. I didn't even know yet, but I wanted to be location independent. When people have a different understanding of what the baseline is for what entrepreneurship is, what is it they want to accomplish? What is it? What are the metric of success? Because many times people say, I want financial freedom, which is amazing. But if we don't look at all these other areas that we consider success or that are the baseline for what is important for us. For example, for me, when I started everything, I wanted to be location independent, like I said, do whatever I'm gonna do, wherever I wanna do it. And frankly, I can't do that. I live in Palm Beach. I don't broadcast down here. I just simply like living down here because I like the weather. So you know how that sounds, but I worked hard for that. Um, but, the, but the reality is we really want to understand the different metrics of this because when we don't understand it then discouragement kicks in for like oh I, was, I wanted to make my first six figure income this year and i didn't i must be failing well when we look at all these different metrics that then helps us say i'm actually doing much better than i thought so when you look at maybe financial part of it when you look at maybe quality of life when you look at um being able to set your own schedule when you look at all these different things you'll realize you're actually doing so much more than you thought and that is really exciting that's very encouraging you know, it's really important. Um, I, the piece that I like about that is what is success for you? I know mm -hmm. for myself, I mean, obviously I, I'm on a ton of shows and the first thing I always talk about, they, people always bring up, not me, but they do. Wow, you built a business from zero to a million dollars. And this is true. It's accurate. I did it again in 2015. But if I, if you put a flashlight on my life that year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know where you're going with this, yes. <laughs> my life was hell. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, hours, and I, I still do that to this day because I'm like right now in the, in the process of rebuilding something. But I'm clear when you're building something, it's yeah. like a mountain and it's straight up. You know what I mean? It's just right freaking like a vertical line. And I remember a few times you've even texted me. You're like, I'm going out. I'm like, you're going out? Oh, <laughs> fight me because I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> but you made me know that I started at 5 a.m. this morning. I'm not comparing, but it's funny I because know, I know. All look at different things. Yeah, we can look at people as the end results from somebody. Be like, oh my god, that's the most successful person I've ever seen. But we don't know the journey. We don't know the struggle. We don't know the heartache. And I think so many times people look at just the end results of yeah. these incredibly successful people. But you know, you and I on personal levels, we've talked about different things we've been struggling with. Yeah. And but the, our audience don't know that, and that's fine because we all have different levels of, of boundaries. But the point is, is it's 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 so much energy we put into things but and, you know it's like a bank account however much you put into something is what you get out of it and after a while as an entrepreneur the harder the more hard work you put into something the more than it automates it automates and automates and so your version of what you do is going to be different so um when i first started i did everything everything you can think of like from my websites to productions i mean every and some of that i still do because I, I enjoy it but there's all these things that I just don't have time for it. But as an entrepreneur, when you don't have the, you don't have the equity, when you don't have, uh, you don't know anybody, it's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And so you have to do everything. 
And so with that, yeah, your schedule is going to look different. But then as you, as you start to, to get some momentum, that's going to change. And once it changes, then your perception of what it is you have to do, you can either streamline it or it's going to roll out in a different way where it automates. And that's the exciting thing. And then you can really focus on content. You can focus on products. You can focus on marketing, all these other things. But I do think it's important that if we don't understand from the get-go, what is our objective? What do we want to accomplish in life? We can easily get bombarded with a no, with with your product isn't good, or we're not going to finance you, or nobody wants to hear this, you know, whatever it may be, those things can be so discouraging. So when you can look at all these different versions of what your success looks like, there's, I guarantee there's at least one of those that you are accomplishing. And when you can hold on to that, that I am accomplishing this one thing, even though I have all these other metrics of success, it's going to be very encouraging to you because you're like, I'm not failing. I'm not as struggling as, as what I thought. So I would encourage all of you listeners today, really define whatever your metrics of success are, your metrics of entrepreneurship. What is it you want to accomplish? What do you want your life to look like? And when you can focus on one of those things, that's really going to help you realize that you're so much further along than you thought. And that is, I think, what with that personal encouragement and that personal drive that's going to move us on. Because if you did it with one area of life, you can do it with another area of life and then another and then another. And pretty soon your business is flourishing in a way that you just blew your mind. And so it's very exciting. I love that because I'm in my, like we, you know, I've talked to this personally, I'm rebuilding, right? Uh-huh. Because after a breakup and, yeah. and, and a business that is still very successful, but it's no longer mine to work on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rebuilding me, right? I'm sure. rebuilding my business. And so I'm clear. I know, cause I've done this now three or four times mm-hmm. that it's a straight uphill battle, but there is parts of me that wake up and go, dude, really? <laughs> like, doing this again? You know, um, yes, my yes. coach knows I constantly complain about that. What I call the, the, the BS, which is more brain trash, yes. brain shit than anything else. Yes. And it's our own stuff. But I love what you said. And I, I'm just thinking about something I could really own. And that is I'm still here. And, yes, and yes. I, I do work for myself. Mm-hmm. I do. And I, I have a beautiful condo in Austin. I have a, my dogs with me all the time. I get to walk her every day. I mean, got a great car. I mean, I still work for myself. And I think that's a huge accomplishment. I forget to acknowledge within myself is that I'd still do work for me. I don't work for somebody else. That right there is this huge success. Yes. I have huge goals right now. I am rebuilding, but at the same time, I think people do forget that. No, is, is my podcast and show number one in the world? No. Am I the best marketing yeah. coach out there right now from, you know, everyone knows me? No, but I have to remind myself and I'm just sharing mm-hmm. to forget, sure. is that I've been behind, for me, I've been behind the scenes for almost 12 years, 13 years. So I'm just now kind of coming out and that people forget that they come to me and they say, I want to launch a show, James, and I want to be number one tomorrow. And I'm like, Psh. you know, how do you, yeah. how do you do that? So as a psychotherapist and psychologist and personally, mm-hmm. how would, what are some things that you can share with people of, of like strategies that maybe you teach in your therapy or in on your show on how to deal with that? You know, I, I think it's setting expectations. There, there's a difference between I can have a goal. Let's say I, for example, this is just a, a random goal. Let's say I want to lose weight in a year. The problem is, is that people think when I start that goal, I already have to lose the weight. I already have to be there. I already, I, and so we don't look at how to roll these steps out. So you really want to quantify what is the goal. And with that, then you have to break it down into the smallest increments. Many people don't break it down small enough because anytime you feel overwhelmed with something, you thought too far out. So if I say I want to, 
<laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Drop the microphone. I'm under the desk, right? I'm like, I'm under the desk going, oh my God. <laughs> because if you think about it, your goals are not to defeat you. Your goals are there to, you're there to accomplish them. So anytime you think something, you're like, oh my God, that's too much. Okay, well then let's dial back just a bit. What's not too much? What can you do? Because when you come from a place of what can I do, as opposed to I'm too overwhelmed, you'll realize that momentum, once again, it, you, go, you go much more quickly and you can do it. But when people set themselves up to fail, they don't realize they're thinking too far out. So the first thing, whatever it is you want to do, whatever your business platform is, whatever is an entrepreneur, what your, what your passion is, you have to figure out what is the smallest step I can do. And it may be the easiest thing to do. And you're like, oh, that was easy. But the reality is you're creating this baseline of, of um, encouragement, of of just recognizing you have that resilience and you have the ability and the wherewithal to do one thing. If you do one thing, that means you can do one more thing. And so it's really important to say, if I'm feeling anxious and overwhelmed, I've thought too far out. Let me come back, use my place of strength. What do I know? What can I do? Who can help me? And then once you do those small things and within that year, for example, if you want to lose weight, within a year, you're going to do it. But the problem is, is that if you think too far out, you've set yourself up to fail. And the reality is there's no reason to set a goal if you're going to set yourself up to fail. It reminds me of a conversation I think you and I had about relationships. <laughs> it sounds so familiar. <laughs> so I kind of, I feel like I'm in a commercial, like James is not only my friend, he's kind of my therapist. <laughs> kidding. That's hysterical. I mean, kind of slash when we have tequila, right? But I know. <laughs> yes. All kinds of things happen. Um, is that that commercial? I'm not only a client. Um, <laughs> I agree with that is setting expectations of mm -hmm. as, as a business owner um, of your expectations of that. I, I, when, again, when I am a guest myself, the number one thing you want to hear about, tell me about your successes. Oh my yeah. God, how'd you do that? And I learned from one of my mentors, Joe Sugarman, who's extremely successful CEO of Blue Buckle Sunglasses. Whenever he's asked to speak, I've seen him speak multiple times. He actually mm -hmm. does the same stories. He talks about, he'll go, he'll go through an entire hour presentation and six out of the seven examples he does is all failures. Let me mm -hmm. tell you one time I failed. And then tell me this one time I failed. And this one time I failed. And one time I failed. And, and people already know he's successful because he's sitting on their yeah, stage. Exactly, yeah. Right. But they're always like, oh my gosh. That's a lot of failure. And then, oh, by the way, here's this success that you know me from. Yeah, which I think is amazing because that's life. I mean, there's so many things that I've done, you know, even on, if James Miller Lifeology, the different things I've done, some things have done really well, some things did not. Like when I first started my podcast or before I went to radio, it was a podcast. It was not, it was boring. It was, it was, I was not inspired. Even when I started my YouTube channel, I mean, could I leave, be any more, could it be any more uninspiring to these people? Because it was like, hi, this is James Miller. I was like, even my face, everything was just ridiculous. I did watch it. It wasn't even you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't watch my old ones because they're really embarrassing. But the, but the reality is we, we learn and grow. And so, you know, what was it? Dr. Seuss, he was turned down 40, 40 sometimes. Really? Uh, yeah, by all these publishers and people saying you can't draw, you don't have any success. I mean, all these things were negative. And wow. oh, it's Dr. Seuss. I mean, hello. So it's the same thing with us. We may not, our, may, our names may not be known yet or thus far, but it's when you look at is something a stumbling block or a stepping stone. That's the reframe and everything. Failure is just simply the another way, another um, position for you to learn, revamp, and then move to the next thing. So we always ask yourself, in fact, I just did a show today about that, is what am I asking, or what am I learning about myself right this second? So if I'm struggling with something, uh, the example I gave was walking my dog. 
And so if I'm walking my dog in the morning, I'm on my phone, I'm at my coffee, just, you know, totally not paying attention. And all of a sudden he pulls on the leash, which is what a dog does, and spills my coffee. So in that moment, I have this opportunity to be upset. I can do whatever. Uh, not on my dog, because he's, he's being a dog. But if I say, okay, let me take a second. James, what am I learning about myself right now? Well, the reality is I don't have any patience. So let me learn patience right now. I don't want to learn patience because I have coffee all over me, but I need to learn patience. And so when we can ask ourselves in everything we do, when it comes to the successes we have, what I learn about myself, I'm incredibly proud of myself. I really rolled this thing out. It has worked really well. Or when, when something doesn't go the way we planned, what am I learning about myself? Well, I'm learning that I have now another way to look at something. I'm learning that this, my, maybe I was too focused here. I wasn't focused enough here. It gives us a really good template to say what I'm learning about myself right now is a proactive stance of saying, what can I do next? As opposed to, man, this failed. I'm never going to be able to do this. This is another failure under my belt. So it comes from a place of what can I do versus what, why am I not, or uh, I'm not good at this. So it gives you that opportunity to look in both directions. Mm -hmm. So that simple question of, what am I learning about myself right now allows you to then move forward to take it from a, a stumbling block to a stepping stone. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift you can give yourself. I love that. Um, so I'm going to repeat that. So there's a couple, sure. there's a couple tidbits you just said. One, reframing. That's a big one. Reframing. Wow. He, you said it really quickly, but I want to stop on it. Reframing mm -hmm. is critical. When I was talking to a potential client yesterday, I said, let me reframe that for you. Yeah. Allow me to have you reframe. Now, when I said that, she doesn't hear it as I'm making her wrong. She's not doing it wrong. It's just, let me reframe this and see if you can give you a little more power around it. That was one thing. And then the second thing you said was asking that question, what am I learning about myself? Yeah. I think it's adorable you said patience. I have like none. <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, I want to go back to the thing with, with the reframe part of it though. Yeah. One thing I always, and this lighting is, it's, it has this mood lighting here. Um, one thing I really... Um, one thing that I really like to have people look at is when it comes to reframing, the, the analogy I give is think of a Rubik's Cube. A Rubik's Cube has six different sides. If I'm only staring at something one way, the one color, and I have some type of thinking error there, or I'm really frustrated, or I'm not moving forward, well, think of the Rubik's Cube. You can move it around to six different directions, and you can look at it in a different way. So if you find that you're stumped, if you find that you just can't figure it out, well, then the reality is you're probably stuck on one side. And the way to reframe that is once again, ask yourself, what am I learning about myself? Yeah. And another basic thing to do is obviously there's an internet, Google somebody or something that, that that's happened before because, or just get someone's different perspective. Because if you're stuck here, the reality is, is you are too myopic or too focused on one thing and you can't see it differently. So remember, just like that Rubik's cube, you can spin it six different ways. It's just like any situation you're in. There's so many more ways to look at something. And if you're struggling with something, mm -hmm. it simply means you're still staring at it the same way as you always have before. That's why you can't go move beyond it. That is so true. That's why I can't figure out my rebrand. <laughs> you know, I talked about that. Um, that's, really, that's really true, but it's a powerful distinction, the reframing. And yes. you've got to do that in entrepreneurship. I Absolutely. can't tell you how many times I've failed in things and I could say I'm a failure, but I don't. I'm like, well, it failed or exactly. the test failed. I'm not a failure. Just like it, it failed. It's fine. It didn't work. What, what about this worked and didn't work? And the yeah. frame is what am I learning about this thing? Or what am I learning about myself? And then how do you reframe that to have a success? Right. So, yes. um, so tell me just, just kind of wrapping up because we're yeah. a few more minutes. I really want to um, as an entrepreneur and you have your own business as a psychotherapist, you have your own amazing radio show um, and, and podcast and TV show on Roku. You got to check it out. 
what what sparked you to start all that? Because you already had a very successful practice, yeah, right? What sparked you to say, I want more than this? I mm-hmm. want something different. What sparked you to do that? Yeah, real quickly. Um, so for, for me, it's uh, I had a very successful practice in Washington, D.C. I was like 40 patients a week, and it was just going and going. I was, and so it, was, it was very, very successful. But when I looked at all areas of my life, just like my metric of success, like I was telling you earlier, my metric of success was I'm building this great business. I have all these, all this money or whatever, if you will, uh, success, I was well known, all that. But there's parts of me that just were not, my metric of success, different areas were really low. And I thought, well, that's not an overall living. I was thriving in many areas, but I wasn't thriving in other areas. So I thought, you know, just because I can do all these things and I am doing really well, there's got to be more to life. And that's one thing I always teach people about mediocrity is anytime you say there's got to be more, if that's going out with your friends, if that's just your job, if that's a relationship, it's all these different types of things, that is a version of mediocrity. So as soon as you hear yourself say that or hear yourself think that, you're living in mediocrity. And the reality is I was living in mediocrity in some areas. I was like, you know, I don't live that way anymore. So I thought, well, and just like I said, what am I going to do? I want to revamp everything. I want to live wherever I want to live, do whatever I want to do. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but in in my my past history, uh, I did a lot of theater, a lot of movies, TVs, things like that. I don't even know if you knew that, but I did a lot of that stuff. (laughs) And so I thought, well, I talk for a living. Why not? do it for a larger audience. And so I was actually starting to write a book um, about all my little lifeology episodes, but it was so academic and I was reading it and it was like I was writing my doctoral dissertation and everyone was like, um, my, my focus group was like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm using whatever. And I was like, okay, so clearly I missed, missed the market. But um, yeah, so I thought, well, then what can I do? So I broke them up into small little nuggets and I created Lifeology. And then James Rule Lifeology then moved, the James Rule Lifeology is the brand. And then Lifeology Radio, so then Lifeology YouTube, and Lifeology Academy, and all my articles. So I have all these different subsets of my company. And so when I started to roll it out, I didn't really know where I was going to go. So I always tell people, it's not necessarily what your end product looks like. Mm-hmm. It's what do you want to experience on the other side? What is it that you want to be able to do? And then that's when you can kind of piece, piece it together. So I may have not, I, I didn't know that I was going to be on, you know, the radio and doing it with all this huge audience. I didn't know that. But what I wanted was, like I said, that foundational piece. I wanted to be able to pay all my bills. Um, I wanted to be able to, to thrive in just a lot of different areas. And I started my platform that way. And then everything else started to be plug and play. And that's how it worked out. And then it continually grows and grows and grows. So for me, it was more in the sense of, I don't want to live in mediocrity. And so like, that's why I really review my life and ask myself, well, am I living in mediocrity? Do I feel in any of my areas of my life? And if I don't, I'm doing pretty well. And then that allows me to really focus more so on what I'm doing. But if I do experience that in some ways, then that's when I have to pull back and say, okay, if I want all areas of my life to be on the same level, Mm -hmm. I need to bring this level, whatever it is here, I need to improve that, revamp it, retweak it, and figure out what to do. So therefore I live a balanced life, just like I teach being, improving and simplifying and transforming your spirit, mind and body. And that is living what I call a symmetrical life. A symmetrical life um, is- Okay, so I wanna step in right there. Uh, I loved the fact that you didn't say balanced life. No. I think that's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, because the reality is life happens so much. Um, But symmetrical and non-mediocrity, would you call that? You know, that makes sense. That's really setting an expectation. Because I feel like when people say balance, they're like, stand still. You know what I mean? Versus Mm -hmm. symmetrical as a whole, you could be growing, expanding, but you're symmetrical versus like a balance beam. It's like, you know, if you look at a balance beam or or a teeter tot, if you're balanced, you're not moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. 
So what, what I do, okay. so what, the way I do it is, in one of the classes I teach in, in my academy, it's, uh, it's called the perfect triad, your spirit, mind, and body. You know, people call it different things, your ego, your body, whatever, different things. I call it your spirit, mind, and body. So the way I do it is I like to think of it like an arrowhead. An arrowhead is going to pierce whatever it is. So on that triangle of the arrowhead, you have your spirit, you have your mind, you have your body. So whatever I need in that moment, that part of the arrowhead is going to hit. So in the yeah. moment, if I feel like I have no hope, well, my spirit's going to jump in and say, James, you can do this, that, that positive encouragement that I can't find on my own. It's going to connect with what I consider the divine. Uh, my body, if, if my body is not, um, if I'm not physically healthy, well, then that actually affects your emotions. And then if my, if my mind is not, if I'm not caught up in the latest trends of, of my, my company, of psychology, all of that, well, then it's going to be a deficit. So I, that's why I say the symmetrical life think of a triangle, an equilateral triangle, whatever I need is going to be used in that moment. But if I have it where it's one area is unbalanced or not, not as um, symmetrical, then yeah. I'm going to crumble. I can't sustain it. So you have to learn how to incorporate all three things. And I, like I said, I quantify your spirit, mind, and body. When you can really represent them and understand that all areas of your life are going to be much more holistically enjoyed because you're you're 100% present in all areas of your life. And being present with your, with your mind, with your spirit, with your body, allows you to live in a world that you didn't realize. Because if, if I'm too spiritually minded, well, I'm way up in the clouds, nobody's gonna listen to me. If I'm too physically centric, well, and I'm not learning anything, well, then I'm just a gym rat. <laughs> or and then if, I, if I'm too intellectually, um, if I'm too, um, if I intellectualize everything, yeah. nobody's gonna listen to that either. So yeah. really understanding how that culminates into your being, to your persona, is really what allows someone to grow in a way that they never learned before because they're able to work, like I said, uh, learn and, and use their life in a very holistic manner as opposed mm -hmm. to parsing different things out. Because when you parse it out, it's, it's, it's by itself. It's a standalone. It doesn't work. Oh, that's awesome. And that's in your, one of your academies? What's the name of it? Yeah, so Spirit, Mind, Body, The Perfect Triad. So that's in my, yeah. So if you go to my, my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and in the Lifeology Academy there, simply go in there and you can uh, take that test or take that, that class. Well, so let's, so wrapping up, where can people find you? If they want to well, your show, they want to hang out with you, they want to whatever, right? So where can they find you and listen to your amazing work? Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So if you want to go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, you can experience everything there from my YouTube, from my radio show, from my academy, read all the articles I've written specifically for, for these things and for these types of uh, topics. And it really helps people just grow in a way that perhaps they didn't think of before. So it's like that, just like that Rubik's Cube, twist things around and you'll realize things are probably different than what you think. So once again, if you go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, you can experience all of that. And I really encourage you, everyone listening to go check it out. He's um, truly inspirational. You really are James. And I, I've read many of your articles. Um, obviously you send them to me too. You're like, read this. And I do. And I do. And it's, it's really powerful. You have a very different kind of psychology of, that's unique. Um, you have this entrepreneurship part of you, but you do come from a very psychological, what, what, what's it called? Psychology view. Right. But you have this other spiritual science, really that, that triad, you really yeah. kind of encompass that. You don't go hardcore on intellectual you don't, and you don't go hardcore woo-woo. You know, you don't, you really do symmetrically, I don't use the word balance, but you do cross symmetrically that conversation. And that's, that's actually really unique. A lot of people go, they go left or right or one mm -hmm. way or down. They just kind of swing hard to one side. Okay. Um, and it's, you had, you had kind of a unique. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. 
you have a unique unique elixir to that, and I really love that about you. That's why we're friends, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I just I really encourage everyone to go check out James James Mill of Lifeology. Go check him out. Go read go read his articles. They really are profound. And even though he didn't like his YouTube videos early on, they're still really great content. Even though he, he's boring, they're really awesome, and he's doing better and better. There's actually really yes. great videos out there. You're doing great. Um, and go check him out. All right, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood with the win and i appreciate you being here thanks are you frustrated by the weight you can't lose one sneaky ingredient goes by 61 different names and isn't required on food labels but it could be causing those stubborn pounds to stay stuck that extra weight is not your fault a new report the hidden culprit sabotaging your weight loss is available now at heathercleanliver.com reveals this ingredient and how it's preventing you from losing weight if you're struggling and you want to break free from dieting misery visit heathercleanliver.com right away and get your free report it's an eye opener what you don't know could be hurting you the extra weight is not your fault visit heathercleanliver.com thank you for listening to the win with heather havenwood interested in coaching with heather go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation here is your free gift for listening get three audio chapters of heather's book sexy boss how women empowerment is changing the rule book when you text the word sexy to 7200 again text the word sexy that is s-e-x-y to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.